We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Knicks all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Alright, here we go. Back in action for KFTV Post Game Live, presented by Manscaped. Knicks on the last of the Gauntlet West Coast trip, looking for revenge. And they would get it, man, led by the big three. Jalen Brunson, the floor general, the point guard, with 34 points. RJ clapping back, 25 points. And Julius Randle with 25 as well, man. Knicks big three had it going all night. They hold OKC red hot three points shooting offense to a reasonable night. And Knicks defense came to play, man. Good bench play. Solid effort by their supporting cast. And the Knicks get a nice win, man. Salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. 129 to 119. Knicks get it done, man. So after a lot of turmoil going into this five-game road trip, Knicks finish this thing off three and two. And uh, get back to MSG at a 500 record. Let's get it going, man. KFTV postgame live presented by Manscaped. CP the franchise, Alex Rattaro's a Tratocaster on the ones and twos. Al, how you feeling, man? You know, Knicks end the road trip three and two, as you mentioned. It's nice to have uh, the week starting on this after my Jets and one particular Zach Wilson just crashing oh. down in flames. So I- I- I'll mm. take this, man. I'll take this yeah. as a-, a nice 500 record. 
going to the Thanksgiving week. Let's go. Uh, How let's, you doing? Let's get it going, man. I'm um, doing all right. You know, fresh off the plane um, from San Fran. I had, I had a great weekend in San Fran. I'll talk more about uh, about the event and, and all the festivities that went on this weekend. But um, overall, you know, solid win. Solid win to cap off a road trip. This is the last one of a grueling five-game road trip, three different time zones, five different cities, obviously. It's not easy to win these games. You know, mentally, physically, you're tired. You're ready to get back home, get back to your own bed. You're on the road against an OKC team that that put in work on you just a week ago, put up 145 points. You had guys coming in struggling like RJ and IQ, and, and they bounced back strong. I thought RJ set a good tone early in this game. I thought he was pressing a little bit. You know, four four turnovers in the first quarter. You could see the anxiety of him trying to really bounce back strong, but was still scoring the ball. Still went four for four mm-hmm. early in the game. Finished with a solid, efficient night, man. 25 points, 10 to 16 shooting. I thought Julie, you know, each guy kind of, had their turn at, at getting it going. I thought Julius's time was really in the second quarter when the Thunder, they they threw different guys, Kenrick Williams at him, Jalen Williams, and you just saw these guys are just way too small for Julius Randle. And, and Julius was just having his way with these guys. He got most of his stuff going in the second quarter. But then and get Taylor two halves, when OKC started making their run, it was the closer, mm-hmm. it was the floor general Jalen Brunson was once again phenomenal tonight, bro. Phenomenal. 34 points, 14 of 20 shooting from the field, nine assists. He's only missed two-pointer, came with about four minutes left in the game. That's how lights out he was from the mid-range. Brunson was phenomenal. And so, you know, the big three leading it, that was a good job by them, man. 129 to, to 119. What'd you think of, uh, let's we'll start with, you know, Brunson, RJ, Julius. What'd you think of the big three tonight? I thought we got great performances from the big three tonight. I mean, Barrett, solid bounce back game. He had six turnovers uh, for this one, but it was nice to see that he shot the ball efficiently tonight. 10 for 16, went three for four from downtown. He got you 25 points, got you eight rebounds, one steal, got you two assists. I really like that uh, one that he had to Jericho Sims. I really like that alley. That, that alley was ferocious. That was pretty fire. Ferocious. That was fire. Um, I thought it was a good game for RJ. You know, he was been struggling this entire road trip, uh, even before then, too. And you have the broadcast. Everyone talk about the sickness. That's not an excuse. When you're out Recording there, you still got to play well. There's no, there's no reason why you should be playing well, even while you're sick. If you're on the court, to me, got me plays. you got to still be productive. You still got to be productive. So tonight it was good to see that he had a bounce back game. He desperately needed it. And then you go on to Julius Randle. I thought Julius Randle had an awesome game tonight, man. Yeah. You know, typical Julius, typical Julius game where he made some like questionable decision making, but overall solid, strong, re- strong rebounding, man. Yeah. 11, boards. 11 boards. He took advantage of all the mismatches as he pointed out at 25 points. He was a plus eight tonight, nine for 16, more efficient shooting, even two for six from three. Got to the line. He did everything he needed. But Jalen Brunson, man, the closer, the catalyst of this team, when you needed him most, he had 11 points. Was He had 11 points in the first half. He then started to get activated in the third quarter, got you 12 points. Fourth quarter, got you 11 points. He had 23 points in the second half. Yeah. And on the broadcast, they noted he did not miss a two-pointer until 245 left in the fourth quarter. That's how effective Jalen Brunson was tonight. He got you to the line. I was a little terrified when uh, – Mike Mescala fell on his legs, man. Yeah. And I didn't know if we were about to lose another point guard because we already lost Derrick Rose for a little bit. Right. We need Jalen Brunson to, to steer this ship. But 
excellent performance from him tonight. Got you nine assists as well. I thought Brunson was great, man. Him being able to just pull the entire team together and just keep everyone calm and collected, can't say it enough, but it's so important. And tonight you just see why, because when you need to turn to somebody, even when R.J. Barrett was in the fourth quarter and you had IQ and McBride as the other two guards out there, you saw R.J. didn't really have the playmaking. He didn't know where to go to go with it. He gave it to Obi with a little seconds left on the clock, and Obi had to put up a prayer. And then right after that, you saw McBride came out. They put Brunson back in, and that's who you needed to close this game. So solid game from the big three overall. I love what I saw. Yeah, I think that that was the next point I was going to hit, and that to me was was pretty much the turning point in the game when the Thunder were trying to close close in on it. They started the fourth quarter off down by nine, and RJ, he had a shot clock turnover. He, he did have the one to Obi that, that there was a shot clock turnover. So there was like two back-to-back turnovers that kind of RJ needed to make quicker decisions with, and he kind of missed the mark. And I thought Tibbs did a good job going to Brunson there, taking McBride out, even though McBride had it well. We'll talk about the bench after this, but I thought Tibbs did a, a good job at that moment, you know, feeling where the momentum could have started to turn a little bit, especially off of those turnovers. You give OKC a little bit more life. He goes to Brunson at that moment at the 10-minute mark, takes McBride out. I thought that was a great decision, and Brunson started cooking, man, and, and, and taking us home. So that was definitely a solid job. As you said, he had they had a little scary moment later in the game when he goes up for a layup and Mike Muscala lands on his legs. That, that was kind of awkward and, and scary, but he ended up gutting it out and finishing the game. So definitely good job by him. Going to the bench, I thought quickly, man, I got to got to tip our cap to quickly, man. Quickly was solid tonight mm-hmm. off of the bench. Another guy that's trying to rebound off of a tough shooting stretch quickly finished with uh, 18 points, 18 points for quick. He had um, I'm trying to pull up quickly's numbers here. Hang tight. Quickly had 18. Four assists, six of eight from the field, four or five from downtown. I thought I thought Quick was solid from beginning to end, offensively, defensively, solid decision-making. And the statement on his game, to me, came in the fourth quarter at the 7.54 mark. Knicks were already up by 12, by, by nine, quickly hits the three, comes back on the other end, draws the offensive foul on Lou Dort, which kind of started mm-hmm. to, you know, turn the tides a little bit. I thought Quick was solid off the bench tonight. Love Quick's performance. Four for five from downtown, man. That's what we that's what we need from him. He was aggressive tonight. I thought he was very decisive. Unlike other nights where we've seen him just go east and west. I feel like I keep saying that because he has to break that habit, man. But tonight he 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 felt he knew what he wanted to do while I was out there, and it was good to see. I thought him with guys like Grimes, McBride, Obi, and Jericho or Hart, it, it felt like or Hartenstein, uh, to just to be clear, <laughs> I felt like with all that, just just with everyone out there, that's like a comfortable unit he's familiar playing with because that was the summer league team that he played with two uh-huh, years ago, uh-huh. being a point guard. So I felt like he, I felt like I feel like with everyone understanding each other's games with that unit, he felt more comfortable. Yeah. So I just I, I think that also helped with his performance tonight. But can we also talk about quickly's rebounding man because he's a strong rebounder. Yeah. I like he has some critical rebounds too, and then he's able just to push the pace tonight. So, you know, still some questionable shots from quickly that I'm like, did you really need to take a three, or did you could you just pull the trigger a little bit quicker? Right. Quicker, like there was a shot in the third quarter where 
I forget it was the third or the fourth quarter where he got the ball. He had a clear open shot, but then he pump fakes and sidesteps. He still knocked it down. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, at least it went in, but I thought you could just put it up right then and there, but Mm -hmm. solid performance from quickly. But what did you think about, uh, you know, what do you think about Quentin Grimes though? He's back, man. You know, I've been going for a couple of days and, uh, as the leader of the Grimes Hive, I was happy to see him be back out there starting yesterday in Phoenix. Eight dimes. He was swishing and dishing out there. Three-pointers not back just yet. You know, he's, he's slowly coming back. He's getting his feet under him. Mm. I thought tonight he was attacking the basket fairly well. You know, a couple of were contested, a couple were blocked. But he was still aggressive. I like that. He gave a good shot against uh, SGA. Obviously, he had a couple, couple of bad fouls late in the game. One was questionable, but one, he was like, how can say Gilgis Alexander? There was no need to do that when OKC was already in the penalty. So a couple questionable decisions. But overall, I think Grimes has been looking good, man. I think Grimes has been looking good. Does he go back to the bench if he stays healthy? I don't think so. But with, with you know, it, it just seems like everything's kind of working out for guys at different times, right? Cam has had his opportunities yeah. with Grimes being out. Now Cam is out. Grimes is back. Now Rose is out, and what happens after that? You know, does does Rose get less minutes when he's ready to come mm. back? Tibbs is going to have some decisions to make because I think Grimes is going to be staying put because, uh, to me, that's Tibbs' guy. Mm-hmm. Cam now has also made a case, especially on the defensive front, and now Deuce is, is making a case with his defense as well. So where does the, you know, Rose is Tibbs' son. That's his man, bro. What happens there is going to be very, very fascinating to see. But overall, I I like how Grimes is looking so far. I I like how Grimes has been playing too. You know, I I like his, it's just nice to have a high IQ player back out on the court. He sets screens for everybody. It doesn't matter who it is. It could be a guard. It could be a forward. You see him setting screens for Julius Randle. You see him setting screens for Jalen Brunson while he's out there. I like stuff like that. You saw how Brunson found him cutting off ball for that easy slam. He knows just, I just like that he's able to cut. He knows how to make the swing passes. He is just such a high IQ basketball player. He knows how to jump the passing lanes, everything. I'm just happy he's back. Yep. I I just love having him back out on the court because it's defense. It's just awareness that has been much needed for this team. His shot will come around, you know, another night, another second night in the row where he's gotten four for 10. He's not afraid to, to 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 shoot the ball, which shouldn't be. We need we need more shooters out there. You just need to see the three point shot start to fall. But I think that'll come along with time. Mm-hmm. But what did you think? Because Steve Popper wrote about it today. Mm-hmm. He, he said he's been healthy, man. He said he was healthy for about what was it like uh, two weeks? Yeah, he's ready to go. What, what do you what do you make of that whole situation? The whole thing is was just puzzling to me, man. It was just from from. The start of them starting him in Philadelphia when he didn't even get time to kind of ramp up into the rotation. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden he's out again. Then he's getting like garbage time minutes. I'm at the Golden State game. He's getting in garbage time. Yep. It just, it just didn't really make sense. But it's once again points to the decisions that need to be made with this rotation. And from night in to night out, you just don't know what you're going to get from certain guys, whether it's Cam, it's a D Rose, sometimes it's IQ, sometimes it's RJ, you know, the whole team outside of, say, Brunson 
and maybe even Julius. You know, you just don't know what you're going to get from certain guys. But, you know, Tibbs made the decision to cut down the rotation. But how are you leaving Quentin Grimes out of that picture if he's ready to go? That's what I'm saying. How, how are you leaving Quentin Grimes out of that rotation? And this is where the politics comes into play. I go back to Derrick Rose, man. I go back to Derrick Rose. He has to be, if we're going to be going all in with these kids, Rose is next. That he, he, his, his minutes have to come down. Well, I love how he plays. I love what he brings to the team. But if we're going to go all in, Quentin Grimes can't be out of your rotation, bro. Absolutely not. He cannot be out of your but rotation. The, but then the thing is that once Cam comes back, are you putting McBride back? Because if we're going with the nine-man rotation, what happens to McBride now? These are all the yeah. questions that you, I, I agree that you can't leave Grimes out there because just how impactful Grimes is, just the overall, like, the, just the overall, like, package that you get with Quentin Grimes, what he can offer you on the court, right? And the questions that you're like, can Cam be consistent in this area? Can Cam, like, you see Cam now starting to do yeah. swing passes as well. Yeah. You know, he's starting to figure that out. He's starting to fit into that starting rotation as well. And this is the other thing. If you're a defensive person or a defensive guy like Tom Thibodeau, Cam Reddish, Quentin Grimes, those are your two best defenders right now. They have to On the playing. perimeter, at least. So you can't let... I'd like to see that rotation, honestly. I would like to see yeah. Brunson, Grimes, uh, Cam. Not as, I'm not saying starting. i just like to see it at and, some and point. And at some point, yeah. Yeah, and, and at some point where it's Brunson, uh, Grimes, Cam, Randall, Obi, whoever, and Mitch at center, or even Sims. That's an interesting... That's an interesting yeah. rotation. Because if you go with Obi, you can run. You can go. You can run full court with all those guys. Right. I think first off, you're absolutely right. Those guys should be in there together, and and the amount of impact that they can make on, on the defensive end, forcing turnovers, would impact this offense tremendously. You know, in terms of getting out, and you mentioned putting Obi in there, getting out and getting easier buckets. For me, it, although I've liked how McBride has looked in these past few games, and he's playing hard and, and he's trying to fight. IQ's playing good defense as well. So if Brunson is going to be commanding most of the minutes at the point anyway, you get IQ backing him up, playing defense with that unit, you, you, McBride almost becomes a redundant piece when, when Cam comes back. So to me, when you shorten that rotation, you put Cam in there and McBride and Rose kind of have to figure it out. Now, on the flip side to that, the opportunity cost is, if you're going to put quickly out there as a backup one, then he needs to have, you know, be a facilitator also. So you, yeah. you're kind of taking quickly away Bet from... back out of his element. You're taking him back out of his element. So it, it's a trade-off. It, it's definitely a trade-off. But I think the defense is more important. You know, having that the defense, defense is, more, is important. more important. You should be able to get enough offense off of that bench between quick OB, Cam... Sims, whatever he's contributing, you should be able to get enough mm. there where, you know, you won't lose that much. But I think defensively, it's, it's way too important. Cam, you can't, can't come out of that rotation. You know, I think for even if you have IQ as the backup one, if you have Grimes with him out there, because we saw some playmaking. I, you know, yeah. last game we saw Grimes do a lot of playmaking. When he drives, he's able to do those dump-off passes pretty well. I think if you have quickly and Grimes as a tandem backcourt, I think it kind of evens itself out playmaking wise 
Because I look at Grimes and I see his handle has gotten better. Yeah. And he's going like behind the back, between yeah. the leg. He's knowing when to drive and to attack. And if he can do that as well, I think you still can get by with Emmanuel quickly as that that not traditional point guard, mm-hmm. but you can have essentially two combo guards, kind of what Rose, like somewhat what Derek Rose and Emmanuel quickly were doing, like when you had them a year one, but obviously more so within the playmaking hands of Derek Rose. But I feel like that could kind of even out if you have Grimes and IQ. You just got to figure out how to stagger the rotation so that way you get that. Yeah. That's the only thing. No, no question, man. It, it's uh, fascinating to think about. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. What do you guys think about that? Join in on the conversation. Call us up, 657-383-1509, or hit us up on the Knicks Fan TV Discord. CP and Alex on the ones and twos. A 129 to 119 Knicks get revenge on the OKC Thunder and go three and two on the campaign. Later on, we'll talk about uh, some of the ramifications and the impact of this trip. Get into the stats a little bit more. We'll take some calls. One more person, though, Al, that uh, as we talk about the rotation, who can't come out? That is my guy, Jumpman Jericho Sims. Another mm. solid night tonight. Six points, seven boards, a block shot for Sims, three of five from the field. Mitch came back yesterday. He's hurt again. Left today's game with a sore knee. Did not return. You have that three-man center rotation. Hartenstein's been getting a little less minutes, a little bit less impactful. Yep. Can't, Sims can't come out of that rotation, bro. He can't, he can't come out of that rotation. Can't. He's such a high flyer, too. He just, it's almost a carbon copy of Mitch, you know? Um, I, I found it interesting that we still saw a three-center rotation even when he was back. I, I get first game Mitch was back. You wanted to ease him in, bring him off the bench. That way you didn't have to put a lot of pressure on him. Mm-hmm. He starts tonight because Tib just knows he, he needs that rim protection. But part of me still feels that you should, you should have still let him come back in like slowly because you still have Jericho Sims. You know, I understand Hartenstein is not the guy that is going to be your true room protector. Although he had two solid blocks. Today. He did I'll on, on Shea Gilgis Alexander. Two, two key blocks in the yes, second sir. half. He had two big ones. Um, But you can't have Sims out of that rotation, man. He's just no. so important. And you just see that he just offers a different dimension. His ability just to f- climb the ladder, man. He makes it look real easy. Yeah. You need somebody out there like that. And he's strong. The one thing that, and he know, he's getting better at boxing out. Today, there was a play where RJ, what was it? It was, uh, what was it? Brunson, what was it? I think Brun- when Brunson found RJ for that alley, Jericho Sims was boxing out, gave RJ the clear runway to mm. go slam that down. You know, it's stuff like that where you're mm-hmm. starting to see the, the small, the small cues that Jericho's starting to pick up in those situations where he, he's fine, man. He, he's a good center to have out there and he needs to get more playing time because he does offer a lot to this team. He's coming along very well in year two, man. Just looking more and more comfortable out there. Uh, got a chance to see him in the, in the Golden State game. I thought he was solid there as well. He's, he's just, just made his presence felt, man, and, and just doing doing all the dirty work, hustling, getting on the boards, doing exactly what, the, what they need with his minutes and being very efficient with it. Look, I understood why they went with Hartenstein. I liked the idea of him in terms of 
what he could bring to to an offense as a backup center, not not as anything crazy, but I just liked mm-hmm. kind of that that balance that he that he gave the big man unit. But then you also signed Mitch. You had Sims there who was making a case for minutes even last year, late last year for sure. And now you, you now you're closing with Obi at the five too at times. You know, Obi and yep. Julius are getting some of those minutes. Or I mean, Julius at the five, but you know, Obi's getting in there for one of those guys as well. So it's very crowded with the front court as well, man. It's very crowded. And another thing to to that Tibbs has to decide on, and it could just be a game to game thing as long as the season goes on and you have Mitch in and out with injury. But this is the thing we knew about Mitch, right? He, he, we knew that injury was going to come at some point yeah. for Mitchell Robinson, not because we wanted to, but we just know because this is his history uh, being in this league. Going back to Hartenstein, like, I, I think if we just <laughs> – it irritates me watching this offense sometimes because we don't set everybody up to use their skill sets to the best potential every single night. Mm-hmm. And for – for Hart, right? Like I look at him, and he's a good passing big, and he had a good pass today to Obi. To Obi. Obi just couldn't finish the layup. Yeah, he couldn't yeah, finish it. Yeah. But we haven't seen much of that since against Memphis, where we don't see the short roll, him looking for guys, and there are guys who can cut. When you have Grimes, you have Cam who can cut. Who's now start? I should say he's now getting better at cutting. Yeah, uh, and then you also have Obi. Why not do something not where you get Hart and sign at the time, like high post? find somebody cutting and just let him facilitate that way. Cause that's the whole point. We had a guy who can on some nights shoot, shoot threes. You have to respect his game. He's got a good floater. He can work from the mid range. Why not use that dimension of his game to make it even easier on offense? And we just don't see that on a consistent basis. So now we have to put him in a position to be this rim protector, which he's not. Right, And it's just frustrating because, you know, I've been thinking about this. I want to know your thoughts. What if you have, like, because Obi's improved his handling as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you do, like, a pick and roll with Obi and Hart? You know, something like that. Just get, just That would be interesting. It's just like you said in the Memphis game. We, we saw it. And, and even, even in the preseason training camp, I thought that they would have gone to that more because of iHeart's passing ability. I, because I was saying, yo, that tandem is, is going to have some potential. But as you said, they just don't seem to be using Hartenstein in, in that way. And you're just not seeing that, that, that as much. But I think the potential is definitely there. It doesn't there. make any sense, man. Yeah, I think it the potential is definitely there, man. Yeah, I would just like to see him involved more on the offensive side because I feel like there's something lacking there. And we're starting to – there are nights where you just see the second unit struggling. Even against – once we lost Rose – yesterday against the Phoenix Suns. That's where you look at Tibbs like, okay, what's this in-game adjustment that we can go to? We have, it's not that we lost a facilitator. We actually do have a facilitator. It's Hartenstein. So like figure out how you can get these guys open, do a pick and roll, do a pick and roll, like run a pick and roll with IQ or heart, heart, right. Or just like, and just let Hartenstein get the ball or just like figure out how to feed it to him, have quickly just somehow maneuver and just get open on the three, just figure out different ways to get guys involved, man. And Tibbs always preaches positionless basketball. Well, why not use the five as a different? And the thing is that he had Joe Kim Noah who did that. Yeah, out in Chicago. right, right. So th- I don't see how we can't use it here. Right. 
No, no question about it. I think those are great points, man. So to everybody in the chat, once again, let's get those likes up. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Knicks win 129 to 119. Let's get to the phones here with the people got to say. Will Latimer kicks us off. Will, how you feeling, man? CP, how, how y'all doing? Good, man. What's going on? Good. How you doing? All right, man. I'm straight, man. I can't complain. Yeah, I'm here, man. I'm here. Okay. Yeah. What, 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 do, you, what do you want to talk about tonight? Uh, real quick, yeah, man. I just want to say, yo, we had a good West Coast trip, mm-hmm. three and two. Uh, we came off for two back to backs on the road. That was good. Can't complain about that. Mm-hmm. But real quick, um, nine and nine, man. You know, we inconsistent, and that's because, like you said, we don't know what we're gonna get from our guys each and every night. Right. The only consistent one really is Brunson. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. If we get that consistent play from RJ and and Randall, I don't know what's up with that guy. But anyway, man, yeah. If we get consistent play, we we'll we'll string some wins together. But nine and nine, that's what we are right now because we Brunson can't be the can't be the only one. You know, the closer, the the starter, he he can't do it all, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, and, I agree um, with you, man. That definitely appreciate the call, man. Um, look, that's that's just where we are. I, I thought this tr- trip was would have been would have been a lot tougher, especially the way that yeah. they that they got into the trip, losing to OKC in the way that they did. There was a lot of doom yep. and gloom as as we you know like to do around here. But to start the trip off, winning in Utah against the hottest team in the league by record, you know they may not be the best talent wise, but they were certainly the hottest. And on the road, and you get an impressive win there. You go to Denver, no Jokic, I get it, but still a tough place to play. You get an impressive win there on a back-to-back. Those are two solid wins. You, know, you go up against the champs, it was a letdown game. They didn't have it. Champs blitzed them out the gates, didn't have it. Phoenix, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that was an impressive win by Phoenix. You know, no, no CP3, no Cam Johnson. I mean, yeah. the guys they were throwing out there, they, they, they were still out of the next league. With, with that yeah. win, but you know, to come back here and you win this game, and you go three and two, come back home nine and nine. I think that that was um, as good as you can ask for from this team, based on how they went into it. For sure, and you look, they they beat OKC also off a of back to back. Like they lost in Phoenix, they they all looked out of it. Outside of Brunson last night, right, or yesterday afternoon. Everyone, everyone, everyone else looked out of it, and for everyone to come back tonight and win the second game on a back-to-back and not the first game. Granted, it's the Phoenix Suns. Monty Williams does a great job over there with mm-hmm. them. Uh, you just see that Devin Booker. Devin Booker came alive in the third quarter, and it, it's it's just tough when he starts to hit his own start to hit his shots. And campaign was also really good yesterday too. Yeah, campaign but, was incredible. Yeah. Um, but no, nah, man, I thought it was a good West Coast trip because before that, look, Knicks got demolished on their home court by OKC, 145 points. Tonight, now he go into their arena, put up 129, and they played good defense tonight. Yeah. They played with a lot of energy, and that's something that Wally has been talking about on this trip where when you play guys like Phoenix and the Warriors, you have to come with that energy. You ha- this team is not a team that's going to shoot everyone out. They have to play... Tough physical defense. That's what happened when they got to the four seed a couple seasons ago. And that's the same way they're going to have to continue to play in order to stay competitive. They, if they really want to do make that play in. But 
with with even that, there's still a lot of questions on how you're going to to consolidate this roster because it's it's just confusing. Yeah. It, once everyone's fully healthy, you can't have like we talked about. You can't have Grimes out. You can't have Cam out. I still think Derrick Rose can be important to this team, Me but too. I understand if you want to go young and you want to say, "Hey, let's get McBride in there." We want let's let's figure out other ways to get everyone else involved. You know, you got Jericho Sims. He's going to need minutes too. What is the next move for this team? And you know, I, I what are your thoughts? Because before when you went out to the West, when, when you went out to San Fran, yeah. We got the reports of Derrick Rose and IQ that the Knicks are considering training them. They're taking phone calls. That's yeah. essentially what that report was. What are your thoughts about that? So, as, as I stated in the chat, uh, when I was at the Chase Center, I was in the Chase Lounge, you know, just getting a, a cocktail mm. and, and some eats before the game, you know, just, just making myself this guy. comfortable. Shout Hollywood out to Jake Cow. Shout out to Jake Cow for uh, rolling the red carpet out for us. I did see World Wide West in there, Leon was did there as hi? well. I did. I did. I sent my regards. You know what I'm saying? You just kept the business. You know, we, we didn't have did any meetings or anything. I, I can't go that far. But um, no, but, but I did hear that. And to me, it's not to say that because I did go out on, on Twitter. I said, look, the roster needs to be consolidated. Pick up the phone. All offers need to be listened to and on the table. I'm not advocating for quick to be that guy to be traded. But they have to make a move. They have to make a decision, right? Is it going to be, are they going to pull it back? As I said, when they signed Brunson, they still need to pull it back. Trade Fournier, trade Rose, find a way to trade Julius because I think they're capped out ceiling-wise with Julius. Or are they going to put the chips in the middle and try to make a move? I don't know if that move is out there for them after Donovan Mitchell. You know what I mean? Embiid's not out there. Booker's not out there. They they have no shot at SGA. So what is what is the real move that that they they can make that's really gonna push them up? To me, I don't you see. Think it's more likely. You think it's more likely that they should just peel back and sell low? Uh, then, yeah, I think it's more likely they peel back. I think it's more likely okay. they peel back. You know, maybe maybe they do trade it quick to get more draft capital and maybe make a move, but. I'm not so sure that helps them. You know what I mean? I'm not mm-hmm. so sure. But are they thinking long-term when they're thinking, okay, you have OB coming up for a contract, you have Quick coming up for contract, are all of these guys going to be re-signed? And I don't necessarily see that either. I think it was me and Stacey Patton on, uh, on Twitter going back and forth on that, and he was stating, well, you know, Fournier's contract could come off the books and Rose's contract come off the books, and hopefully – you get rid of Julius, but the Julius move is, is not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. They got 11. I look at this front off. They got 11 first round picks. You, you know yeah. what I'm saying? They have 11 first round picks. Like, none of these guys in the, on this team are irreplaceable. I said that the other yeah. day about Cam. None of these guys are irreplaceable. So they have to think okay, is it worth tying our cap up? with a role play on this team, or do we just go in a draft and get a replacement if he's there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chris, Chris LeBron and I, when we were doing the show last night, we got a question. Is anyone on this roster uh, untradeable? And we both said, no, there's no one that's not untradeable on this roster. It just comes, the, ca- the caveat always is, like, what's the price and who are you getting in return? Right. All right what's, the, what's the next move, mm-hmm. right? And even when I heard those rumors, and J.D. and I talked about it after the Warriors game. 
I just hear that stuff and I'm just looking at the front office a little funny, man, because if you had just pushed Tibbs to evaluate this roster at the end of last season, maybe you are able to do a Donovan Mitchell move. Maybe you are able to see, and not saying that, and I'm not going back and trying to live like hindsight's 2020, what you can do and anything of that nature. But if you get more information on these guys that we have on this roster, you're capable of making a trade when that type of situation arises. And the fact that we're now hearing, oh, well, we potentially we'll trade quick. Like D Rose, sure, I get, I, tra- I get trading D Rose. When I start hearing Emmanuel quickly, I'm like, well, he was in trade rumors for Donovan Mitchell this summer. Right. Right. You have him, RJ. You're starting to see Cam produce. You're starting to see, uh, you now get Quentin Grimes back. And you just start looking at this roster and you're talking about making decisions and who you've got to keep. Like, it's not only Obi and quickly for next season, it's also McBride. Uh-huh. McBride's contract's up next season, too. So, uh-huh. what do you, what, what's, where's he at in this whole situation? He signed a three year contract. Right. Because he was a second rounder. So, when you start looking at, the, I start looking at the front office saying, where's this alignment that we have with the coaching and everybody it keeps coming back to the front office saying, where is this decision-making coming from? Because we're just moving quickly to get really quickly and now get an asset. And are we going to use that asset? Are we going to draft right. somebody? How are you going to or use is this it? Just more, yeah. Or is this just getting more capital for a, a future potential trade to upgrade, to get star talent that we don't know when or whenever it's going to happen. And we're just now getting rid of players that are solid role players. Because yeah. if we're just doing that with no real, clarity of where this team is going that's just now we're just stuck in kind of even more limbo yeah than where we need to be to begin with and i just need the front office to say hey let's go in this direction choose a direction right now do you want to go young do you want to try to continue to fight for this plan and and keep make a reputable name and then hopefully you know you find that star they can trade for and that the other team actually wants to do a deal with you and they're not trying to swindle you Mm -hmm. Or looking for that New York tax, as we heard this past summer, because that's the other things you got to keep in mind. Or you're going to try to build internally, try to draft that star. Because when I start, when you start looking around throughout most of the league, you can't buy a championship. It's not like the Lakers who got who got lucky with AD and LeBron, where you can buy a championship. Most okay. of it's built through the draft. You look at the Warriors, you look at the Spurs, you look at the even when the Celtics, even though they didn't win, they still made it because they had it. It was on talent that they drafted the Milwaukee yeah. Bucks. You know, they got Giannis. Yeah. You start looking at all these teams that have won multiple championships or had some sort of success. Even with uh, you know, the Toronto Raptors, most of their depth, even though it was draft Kyle Lowry and Kawhi Leonard, Fred Van Vliet, you know, Pascal mm-hmm. Siakam. Mm-hmm. We're talking about guys that they had internally that they've developed. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the Knicks that they had to do the same exact thing. So they got to choose a direction, man, because it's this is just hearing these trade rumors is just mind-boggling, man. Where where are we going? What what's what's the thought process? Big big facts, man. Got to choose a direction, man. Let, let's go to B Mora on the Discord. B Mora, what's going on? Yo, what's good? Let me get right into it, man. Jalen Brunson, you are king of the mini midi. You the mini midi king, man. You small, <laughs> but that midi is fire, boy. All right, RJ, shout out to RJ, man. I've been on your side, man. Still believing you. Never stops. Good good stuff. Got myself. Julius, all right, Julius, you remind me of Anakin Skywalker, man. You don't get your way, and you just go off the rails. And today was terrible, man. You just went execute Order 66 on everybody. Like, bro, you just rub right into Obi. You got that shoulder bump on Obi. Audrey's trying to dap you up at the fourth, and you just brush him <laughs> off too. And he's going off. 
He's going off the court before the game's over again. I'm like, bro, what I happened saw, to your meditations, I, I, man? I saw that, man. I, everybody going conspiracy theory on Julius tonight, <laughs> man. I don't know, man. It's the fifth game of a road trip, man. It's trying to get home and get up out of there, man. I don't know, man. I can't. I I don't know. I can't make excuses for him. But I I just I I try not to read too much into the film, man. I try not hey, to. Man. I ain't trying to read. I'm just seeing what I say. I say what I see. I mean, the dude's attitude's a problem. That's all I'm saying, man. He got he got to stop backing like Anakin out there. All right, appreciate it. All right, man. Stay up. Let's be be more on the Discord. Checking in from from Hawaii. I saw that, man. You know, everybody's going in. Julius body language and blah blah blah. I mean, the guy dropped 25 and 11 for his team, man. What do you want him to do? Celebrate and throw water around? Throw confetti? Man, I want to yes. go to the locker room, Every man. Every night, man. man. He should be bringing e- – look, man, everyone's been sick apparently on this team. He should be going back into the locker room and getting tea for everybody, green tea, you know, some chamomile, make sure everyone goes to sleep nice he, and whatnot. He Come definitely on. did grab some tea or something in the, okay, in the Golden State game. Yeah, well, we, we saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah he walked by us. Um, he, he, he didn't say what up to me. He didn't say what up. It's shocking. Nah. I'm surprised that he didn't want to say hi to you. Yeah, he, 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 he didn't say what up, man. You know? It's all good, on, Julius, bro. man. I, I, I'm, I'm here to support, man. You know? I'm here to support. Uh, all right, let's get, let's, let's get back to the phones. Let me go to Max from the Bronx. Max, what's going on? Yo, CT Alex. Listen, boy. How you feeling? I'm on big Bronx energy tonight, bro. Let's I've go. I've been watching. Listen, I've been sick. Well, mm-hmm. so I'm watching these fraudulent Knicks fans, these wannabe toxic boys. You know who I'm talking about. Oh. Right? And, and mm. yeah, no, I told him we could do the uh, the fan, what's it called? The, the, the duel with the fans that you used to do? Yeah, we could do that. battle of the fans. Oh, he wants a battle out of fans. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. That, that man, that man been living off that Randall nonsense, like Skip Bale has been living off. Um, Baker Mayfield's good season with the Browns three years ago, bro. Like, get over it. All right, wonderful. You predicted something good. Okay. Bro, the way the way these fans turned on RG when he was clearly sick, clearly, like, it was clearly sick. Clearly something was wrong, right? Okay. It's disgusting, right? Mm. I don't rock with that. I think that's, that's, that's trash being a fan. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, and even random, right? And you know I'm not no Randall fan. Yeah. You know. But, bro, the whole team is sick, bro. What do you want him to do? Have a, a great energy when everybody's sick on the team? Bro, everybody's sick. So mm. stop looking for body language in a win, bro. They won the game. Mm. Bro, we were supposed to do either be 104, 104, or 0-5 on this trip. We were 3-2. and two. Now we're coming back, and we got the Blazers without Lillard. We got... The Grizzlies while Bane and and Ja mm. and we got the uh, the Pistons. We could be three and zero next week, mm. right? Okay. So y'all fans are doing all this whining and complaining. Mm. And I, he going after toxic boys, ten toes oh, down. I just can't take it, bro. Okay. They're always pitting players against each other, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, oh, I'm I'm Cam High. I ain't got, no, I'm Nick High. That's what High. Mm. Let them know. I'm Nick High. Bro. Okay. I like. I want the Knicks to win, bro. So I just want. I just want to set it off. All these fraudulent fans mm. and CP. I give you big respect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you are professional. Appreciate. Now you it. have all these, uh, and I'm about to get off. Okay. You have all these rapid fire. 
new new Nick content creator mm-hmm. that that's trying to get lit. Mm. They don't care about the product. They're just trying to get lit. So I, I'm, I respect you. I respect Alex. I respect the whole Nick fan TV because y'all do the right thing. Mm. Bless, bro. Appreciate it. Whoa. Max from the Bronx coming through with some fire. Rate that call in the chat, man. I'd like to see, I'd like to call, you want present to this call to the chat for a vote. One being trash, five being facts. I'm back, man. This, this is what I missed. I missed the animosity. I missed the venom. Let's go. Rate that call in the chat. One being trash, five being facts. We are back, man. 2,000 people in the chat. Hit that like button. This is Knicks Fan TV, man. Max wants to smoke. He wants a battle of the fans. He's calling the Toxic Boys out tonight. REJ from Florida, uh, Papa Left, whoever wants it tonight. Max from the Bronx wants that smoke tonight. Right back on the chat. You are hyped. You brought out that wooden yeah. spoon. Like, let me stir this sauce real quick. Hold oh, on. Listen, man. <laughs> I, you know, I I had a blast. I was having a good time in, in San Fran, but I have to admit, you know, yesterday was a little odd not being able to do post game and or even watch the game. I missed a lot of the game yesterday. So I was kind of like a fish mm. out of water. You know what I mean? I was kind of fidgeting around. I didn't know what to do after the game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I knew you and Chris were going to hold it down because we got a great team. We have a great team. You, Chris, JD, everybody. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate it. But, you know, I, I didn't know what to do. So so Max kind of brought me back tonight. He, he, he brought me back into it, man. You don't even look tired anymore. You got energized off the yeah, day. Yeah. That was it. That yeah, was what man. you needed. <laughs> I'm telling you, I was up at 5 a.m. West Coast time, jumped on the plane, came through. But, um, okay, so so the reactions are pretty mixed right now. Reactions are pretty mixed. We've seen some fives. We've seen some ones. Seen some, some tomatoes. Dogs, some tomatoes. Yeah. Okay. Max from the Bronx. You know, um, look, man. Yeah, they were definitely sick. RJ was definitely sick. Julius was sick as well. I think the only thing with my issue with the RJ situation wasn't necessarily with him, but it was more so with Tibbs. I just felt like if he is indeed sick, why force it when he clearly didn't have legs, especially earlier on in the trip? Shots weren't falling. Playing heavy minutes. He had Grimes and even to a lesser extent Fournier when he needed offense at certain times. Thank you. I, I just felt like why not re- give him some rest? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's not, a, it's not a, a confidence downer, but why not give him rest? If he truly is sick, I don't know what the ailment was. Why not just give him some I mean, rest? You were completely out of it, man. The, for the beginning of this West Coast yeah. trip. And, and you see when you start, when, when the report by Popper comes out and you see that Grimes has been healthy for two, two and a half weeks, whatever it may be. And mm-hmm. you're, it, to me, I'm like, so Grimes was able to play the beginning of this week. And your guy, who's clearly sick, doesn't have any legs whatsoever, mm-hmm. and is just putting up stinker after stinker after stinker, legitimately average three under 30% performance games from the field, and was just pressing to find something just to get some rhythm going. Yeah, You're telling me you couldn't go to your bench and say, yo, Grimes, get out there. We got to rest RJ. Not feeling it, not feeling good. But you decide to go with RJ and then you play him 37 minutes, 31 minutes, 40 minutes. That's just mind-boggling to me, man. That that type of decision making is this is where he gets this is where Tibbs gets all the the criticism where he just plays players into the ground 
when and why they get injured or like you can't you shouldn't be playing a guy who's sick extensive minutes that's when injuries happen you know when you're tired exhausted all these things that's when you that's when you're not playing at your best mm-hmm. that's when accidents happen that's where guys get injured so if RJ's not feeling well and you just signed this guy and he's considered to be one of your big 3 for this team i would rather you rest him let him get better even if it's a cold and start grimes if he's healthy to go and use the depth that you have on your bench. Once again, this also helps the front office say, hey, we got guys on the bench that can do X, Y, and Z. Maybe we can make a move. Maybe we know how to consolidate even better. Just go to Grimes, man. It's not that hard to do. It really wasn't that hard to do. And like I tweeted that earlier this week. I'm like, so you're telling me that like a guy on a bench can't play better than a guy who's sick? That makes no sense, dude. It just makes no sense. Just a couple That's- minutes. I'm not necessarily looking for him to start. You know, not start a couple minutes. Give him, give him a little bit of a rest here and there. It is what it is. But nevertheless, RJ did bounce back with a solid game, man. 25 points tonight in, in the Knicks 129-119 win over OKC. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. KFTV, Post Game Live, CP and Alex on the ones and twos. If you guys are new in the chat, throw in a hashtag new. We got over 2,000 people in the chat. So welcome to Knicks Fan TV, the number one show for the fans by the fans. I would ask that you guys please hit that like button, hit that thumbs up button right there under your video right now. And share this video, share it on Twitter, Facebook, wherever it is, text somebody, it is what it is, every new viewer counts on this show, so make sure that you guys are always hitting that like button and hit that share button whenever you come in to watch the show. Also, uh, this show is presented by Manscaped, so make sure that you guys are supporting our sponsors, go to manscaped.com, enter promo code KFTV for 20% off plus free shipping. Okay, we'll take another call, and then uh, we'll take a look at uh, some of the numbers, man. Let's go to Benji from Manhattan. Benji, what's going on? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, what's up, CP? What's up, Alex? It's been a while since I called you guys just because of the West Coast games. But uh, great trip, man. I mean, if you had to rate it 1 through 10, I think it's like an 8.5 or a 9 trip. Um, I can't recall a trip like this in recent memory where we've, had a winning record so mm-hmm. tonight was a huge win man 
Um, who cares about if Julius almost brushed Obi on going to the bench? Who, who honestly really cares? Mm-hmm. If, if they lost the game and, and Julius had a bad game, fine. You want to point that out? That, that's, you know, big deal. But Brunson, man, heroic performance. Uh, I'd be really curious to see what his, his field goal percentage is on those fadeaways in, in, the, uh, in, the, in the lane, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it must be incredibly high because he's shooting pretty, pretty low from three, mm-hmm. but he's, he's just he's a, as, as Breen said, it's like a mid-range master class, man. Oh, yeah. Incredible performance tonight. Uh, Muscala falling on his leg, and he gets right back up. Like, this guy is just tough as nails. Mm-hmm. Um, incredible, incredible performance. I thought iHeart was good tonight as well. It's been a while since he's played a good game. He was pretty good. Uh, I really like that play where he was falling out of bounds and like swung his hand up to try to get the ball. That kind of epitomized type of player he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, man, I think uh, I think this was this was the best case scenario. Uh, I like a lot of like the previous caller. I'm kind of tired of all this negativity that I see on Twitter about the Knicks, man. Like this is a big time win that we haven't gotten in previous years. So I think we gotta we gotta we gotta take it in stride. Um, okay. And looking at the schedule ahead. Uh, I know we're we're playing Portland without Dame and and probably Memphis without Job, but the schedule doesn't really ease up, which is kind of interesting. So we yeah. still have a lot of tough games: Cle- Cleveland, Atlanta, Dallas coming up. Um, it's going to be tough, man. So we just got to we got to hover around 500. Um, yeah, so so great night, man. And then uh, I also wanted to ask, you know, you know, Evan's my guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it sucks to have him, it sucks to have him out of the rotation. Um, how do you how do you guys think? this is going to net out, man. Cause this is like an unusual situation, right? Like Evan, <clears throat> Evan's a class act. I'm not going on a limb and saying that like he's mm. handling the benching. Well, he's not making waves, but it's not like, it's not like he's an expiring contract right now. So yeah, I don't think this is a tenable situation long-term. It's been five games where he hasn't gotten off the bench. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's still early in the season. Like how, how is this going to net out? Right? Like the yeah. Knicks aren't going to buy him out. No, 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 no. They're not going to buy him out. I I think he's finished until an injury brings him back into the rotation. I think he's finished. Um, I'm sure they're they're picking up the phones and seeing the best offer they can get for him. Maybe they wait around, see what happens in the league. Maybe other injuries in the league force a trade where a team, a contender or so is desperate for some shooting. And maybe the Knicks net out a couple of twos late first. I don't know. Maybe probably not late first, but maybe a couple twos at this point. But I don't, he, he's mm-hmm. not coming back into the rotation unless some unless somebody gets injured or or one of these kids just completely falls off a cliff in terms of shooting. I mean, he's so far on the depth chart. I mean, I thought, I, I guess not that I thought, but there was some that thought that Forney was going to be back, especially once he lost yeah. Derrick Rose and went straight to McBride defense, straight to McBride. Yeah, so. I think he's completely out of rotation. I mean, he's not even getting garbage time minutes. I'm thinking the front office is going to sell, have to sell low on him yeah. just to get him moved. And if you, if you get two second rounders, that's I'm pretty sure that's what Boston did to go get him from Orlando. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's the same value that the Knicks are going to be able to get as well uh, at max. And I think there's going to be a team out there that is going to have injuries that need someone who can score, come off the bench. And I think he's a good player for that type of role. Looking at the Knicks, do we need? Like, we don't necessarily need him on this team because there's just so many other questions that this roster has, and more so towards the youth development. Correct. That you don't need. You already know what Fournier is. If you're a seasoned team that's trying to compete for something, 
you need a little more scoring off the bench, and you're able to sacrifice defense because the other guys uh, around him can 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 pick up, then that's the team that's going to probably get a goal. Maybe someone like the Milwaukee Bucks who has good defense. Yeah. Right. Maybe that's someone. Maybe maybe a team like Phoenix who calls saying, "Hey, we need more shooting." These are teams that I'm thinking that may want to call and pick up the phone looking for Evan Fournier if they start missing guys and they need shooters on their team. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. We we're, we need to be, again, in evaluation mode um, just based on reality of where this team really is. And so, to me, I'm okay with McBride getting those minutes over him, Grimes, Cam. It's just that time. So, uh, they'll look for a trade or... Barring the worst, a couple injuries, he'll get back into the rotation. So have faith, Benji. Hang on, man. Shout out to Brills Chills in the chat. He's repping Team Hashtag New. Welcome to the show, Brills Chills. Who else we got in here, Team Hashtag New? Let's look around. Let's look around. So to Team Hashtag New. Blood of the Panda. <laughs> oh, man. Once Benji got to the 48 talk, the chat was not having it. So to the chat, though. <laughs> <laughs> Evan so, to the Bucks, Evan to the Lakers, Evan to Toronto. Yeah. Shout out to Chuck D. Shout out to the Rye Battle, <laughs> Chuck D, man. Shout out to the DJ Edzy, five pound super chat. Says RJ's the least efficient player inside the paint with at least 500 field goal attempts in the last two seasons. RJ sick for two seasons. Salute to the Toxic Boys. Oh, so he's taking sides. Mm. Justin B, what's going on? <laughs> MK Tabs, how you feeling? We got Antonio Louie, team hashtag new. Uh, Joe, salute to Joe, team hashtag new. Okay, let's take a look at some of the numbers tonight, Al, in this game. And um, for me, the first thing that that rings out is a three-point defense. When these two teams last met, OKC shot a red hot 54% from three on 17 to 31 shooting. Obviously, it's a make or miss league tonight. Eight for 24 from downtown for 33% shooting. But, yes, it is a make and miss sleep, but I also thought it was a good job by the Knicks getting these guys off the three-point line. I thought the three-point defense was was much more cohesive than the, than the game in Madison Square Garden where you had OKC literally shooting wide open threes all night. So I thought that was a good job by the Knicks, recovering, rotating well, playing good defense, especially when that second unit was out there with McBride and Grimes and IQ. Those guys did a really good job getting after it. So um, just just mm-hmm. overall solid three-point defense by the Knicks tonight. Another glaring stat, 72 points in the paint for the Knicks compared to 60 for OKC. Obviously, OKC with no rim protection. Knicks did a good job. Julius in particular, Brunson, uh, RJ is doing a good job taking advantage there. Even though, you know, Darius Baisley had a couple, couple of clutch blocks for OKC. You know, in the middle some of that monster game. blocks, man. Yeah, he had an impressive game overall. So, uh, but he sunned Obi on one of them. <laughs> he did. I think he got Obi twice, if I'm not mistaken. I, I think he got I Obi think he twice, did, unfortunately. Yeah. So either way, good good job by the Knicks, man. Dominating in the paint, 72 points in the paint, and also forcing 14 turnovers and scoring 20 points. 20 points off of turnovers by the Knicks. They had 10 steals. In this game tonight, so good job getting into the passing lanes by a lot of guys, and those are some of the stats that uh, stuck out to me, man. What do you think about uh, the stat sheet tonight? I thought one that really pointed out was uh, did you mention rebounds? Because the Knicks have forty eight no. rebounds compared to the Thunder's thirty eight. I thought they were great on the uh, on the glass tonight. 
They out-rebounded on both sides, whether it's defensive rebounding, 34-27, to 27, offensively 14-11. to 11. We got those second-chance opportunities. I thought just our bigs between Jericho Sims, Julius Randle, uh, Mitch when he was out there, even Hartenstein, like these guys just did a phenomenal job hitting their free throws, my man. Yep. 16 yeah. for 20, they hit 80%. Mm-hmm. This is something new. This is some new territory. Nick's hitting their free throws. That's good. I mean, you got to be able to hit your shots at the charity stripe. That's some good stuff as well. And just hitting 52% of their shot from the field, man. I mean, the Knicks, Knicks are good when it comes to scoring in the paint. As you pointed out, 72 points. Uh, they got 88 out of the 129 just between getting shots in the paint and their free throw shooting. But when they can just, you know, three-point shooting is going is, is, is to be their Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. But seeing that they shot 52% from the field in total overall, good stuff by them. Had the largest lead with 17, with 17 points, but I thought the Knicks played really well tonight. Overall, it was just a dominant performance. I thought they came out very aggressive tonight. Yeah, they did. They really got physical. Um, I think they really wanted to send the message back to OKC saying, you know, you got us the first time. We're going to get you the second time here on your own home court. Good job. Good good job all the way around, man. Fat Boy from Harlem. Fat Boy, what's going on? My time is finally around. Let's go with everybody. Good, man. Rapid fire. Let's go. Let's go, buddy. Good, 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 man. Good. Oh, rapid, rapid fire. Please. Stay low, stay low. Yeah. I was actually there for the opening at the 40 when y'all did the pre-show for Memphis. So I appreciate the hospitality for letting me pull up. Of course, First and bro. foremost, my boy Bodmon Barrett is back. <laughs> Let it be known. All of that sickness is gone. My mom took some coming over with the teeth, and he's ready. I'll be there live in the set to see that. I have to get whooped on Netflix to shoot my friends. I don't know you got the sanity with the line, but yeah. my boys did their thing. Rapid fire, I'm out. I appreciate you. Okay. Fat boy, rapid fire, man. Appreciate it. Rambo from Tampa. Rambo, how you feeling? Man, I'm feeling great, man. Good to see you guys. Real talk. Uh, first off, Max, honey call, man. Fire call. Mm. I'm with that all day. All day, I'm with that. I'm, I'm going to be real with you, man, because I'm back in my team, bro. Mm. I knew where we was at, man, and I know where we at right now. You know, and you guys made a lot of valid points. The front office got a lot of decisions to make. Yeah. Okay? But they got a tad bit of time. They got a tad bit of time. They, they, they've done some good things. They haven't done so many bad things. So I'm going to give them that time. But, man, I'm not counting my team out until we mathematically out. I'm rooting just, just like Tim say you gotta play every second, man. I man, I'm there every second until we can't play. So I just want everybody to get on that. Oh, and the president's not here, but I'm sure he would agree that Grimes would look great in that second unit, limiting uh Hartenstein's minutes because of his playmaking, letting Jericho Sims play a little bit more in the second unit. I'm just saying. You know, but rapid mm. fire, man. I was trying to get on earlier, man. Okay. I mean, peace. Appreciate it, man. That's Rambo hitting. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to Sean from the BX. Sean, what's going on? Hello, can you hear me? Yep, loud and clear. Yo, how y'all doing, man? Thanks for taking my call. No problem, man. What's going on? How you doing? Listen, um, this um, I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful for this trip, three and two. You know, um, definitely appreciate that. It's not very easy for these West Coast trips, um. Got to give Tibbs some credit here, man. You know, Tibbs is working with a with a with a roster that's mm-hmm. up and down. So you got 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 to give Tibbs some props for what he's working with. Got mm-hmm. this team five hundred right now. Um, but I just wanted to say, man, 
you know, some of these people who talking about Knicks fans is complaining, man. Knicks fans are complaining because they're hurting. A lot of Knicks fans are hurting, man. And they 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 in pain. We haven't won since in the seventies. And and generation after generation after generation, we've been suffering for a championship. We want to win so badly. Okay. And when we see a roster that doesn't resemble what real Knicks fans are used to, with Patrick Ewing and Oakley and Mason and Spreewell and, and, and Houston and all those all those good teams, when we don't see that, we start complaining because we want to win. We're tired of seeing teams like Atlanta get these stars players over us, Cleveland getting star players over us. This is New York City. This is why we're complaining. That's okay. what I wanted to say, man. But good, good, good West Coast trip. Let's come home and get some more wins and keep fighting. But we need a star. We need an all-star at Madison Square Garden. This is ridiculous. Donovan, Donovan Mitchell should not be in Cleveland. Mm. He should not be in Cleveland, man. It's ridiculous. I'm sorry, mm. but I'm sorry. But thank you. Thank you for taking my calls. I love you guys. Keep up the good work. Sean from PX, man. Rate that call in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, I kind of felt that, man. He said, we got PST, PTSD, man. We got trauma going on now. It's, it's been 30 years, 40 years. That's facts. Yeah. Look, man. I'm a Jets fan and a Knicks fan. There's a lot of trauma. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. It's a lot of trauma <laughs> for you, man. <laughs> Jets still been looking for their franchise quarterback since 1965. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. I didn't even get to see Joe uh, Willie. I just got to go back to the NFL vault and go watch all these Super Bowls, man. Jets still trying to get a franchise quarterback for 60 years. Oh, my Lord, man. It's rough in here, man. Hit that like Bro, button, everybody. Zach Hit that Wilson, thumbs up button. We got PTSD in here. Go ahead. Zach Wilson threw 77 yards yesterday. Oof. Nine for, nine for I think, 22 or something in that range. Yeah. It was god-awful. Well, I mean, God if awful. it makes you feel any better, Giants got worked. I think their Cinderella season is about to come crashing to a, to a halt. Um, another receiver down, Wondell Robinson, torn ACL. You got you got Adoree Jackson, who our coach, who's been doing well so far. Shout out to Dable. He's been doing well. But him putting our number one cornerback in there for punt returns was the most cringe decision I had ever seen when I first saw it. And now here it is. The guy got a sprained MCL. He's out three to five weeks. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, and and now they're going to Dallas shorthanded. Dallas coming in red hot on Thanksgiving on the road. Uh, I think it might be a wrap, man. But um, still still holding that hope, you know, still holding that hope, man. Well, well I don't know if you heard, if you really want to hear this. So our head coach, shout out to Robert Stahl, because Zach Wilson does deserve this. Yeah. He's not committing to Zach Wilson being the starter this week. Wow. I did not hear yeah. that. Yes. And here's why. Because the presser yesterday, Connor Hughes of SNY asked if uh, the loss yesterday was if Zach Wilson takes any blame. Just taking a little bit of accountability. Mm. His response was no. Mm. <laughs> I like that though. So that's man. where we are. Right I like now. that. Well, Wilson seems kind of soft. You know what I'm saying? I think he was a bad pick anyway. By the um, way, yeah, the Jets only had two yards of total offense. Wow. In the second half. Wow. That's how bad it was. Wow. Three three. I and like that. I like that to, by uh, the coach though. Send a message. Like, what do you mean you don't take accountability, bro? This is you win as a I team, like you it, lose man. as a team. Exactly. So he's saying no one's no one's above the team, which I yeah, love. I like that. I love it. I like that. Yeah. You know, I, I don't I don't follow the Jets as um, you know, on a day to day, but that, that was the first time I'm hearing that, but I kind of like that. And TM says Zach Wilson has a huge ego for a guy who hasn't done anything. That's yeah, I agree with that. Shout out to uh Gross. Papa Left, $20 super chat says Max 
Oh, he's clapping back at Max from the Bronx. He says, Max got to hear block talk radio to hit up CP. I'm with my lady. All that energy, Mad Max, you need to do the same. It's amazing that James Robinson Earl is a rim protector. Thus for this fan base, it's stronger than Four Loco. So Papa left. He's getting his romance on. He's chilling. I think we got a battle of the fans setting up, man. I think they're, they're on a collision course. Might not be tonight, but they're, they're definitely on a collision course. Uh, Max from the Bronx came through and wanted to smoke with the entire Toxic Boy crew. So it, it's going to mm. be interesting to see how this thing plays out. Daquan from BK. Let's go rapid fire. Yeah, thank you. Can you hear me? Yep, yep. Let's go. Uh, all right, but I'll be quick, man. First and foremost, big thumbs up for your boy. Love the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to talk about the front office, but I got to talk about Max Call because he, mm. he doesn't understand. He thinks that, you know, we're trying to complain, but, you know, realistically, what Nick fan is, you know, satisfied with our direction started off as the four seed, and then we went backwards each and every year. And this year is not looking any better than last year. So, for him to say, like, let's be cool. Like, what are we cool about? Like, our, mm. our, we have no direction. Our best player is a six foot one point guard. RJ's not it. Julius is not it. They want to trade our young players. We need to hold our front office accountable because they're, you know, quite honestly, the okay. past three years, they've probably done a C-plus job. They didn't sign Julius, and they've traded away two first-round picks. Like, no team builds a winning organization like that. Alex talked about it yesterday. Like, I've never heard of a franchise Warrior Celtics trading away two first-round picks back-to-back years. Nobody does that. So if, if he thinks that this is good, he's bugging. And that's, you know, mm, okay. and, that's, and that's that. They, they quad want, mm. wants to let it be known. Okay. Good, uh, good, this is good calls, man. I, I like that balance, man. Dave G on the Discord. Go ahead and unmute your mic. Dave G, how you feeling? GP Alex, what's going on, guys? What's going on? How you feeling, bro? What's going on? In a minute, man. Uh... Real quick, I'm, gonna t- I'm just going to touch on that trade stuff. Real quick. I mean, it's like we're not giving up unnecessary stuff. Like mm-hmm. for Donovan, they, w- they want it too much. It's like m- move on, whatever. It is what it is. Danny Ainge is, is who he is, whatever. But rapid fire, RJ, everybody knows he's Mr. Slumpity Slumpo at the beginning of every year, man. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this is him. Hopefully he just levels out a little better than he did next year. My hope. Uh, and then I, what I really wanted to call about was, dude, somebody needs to take Jericho Sims to the hospital and get some labs done. I don't know what planet that guy's from, but it's not from Earth. I, like, I watched this dude play basket, and it doesn't make sense. It, yeah. it doesn't make sense, this dude. He's a freak of nature. Hey, guys, get the thumbs up. We're 57.1,000 subscribers. I know there's a lot more Knicks fans than that. Come on, let's go. Dave G, repping, always repping, man. Dave, definitely appreciate the call. As Dave said, man, let's get those likes up, people. Hit that like button right now. We got 2,000 people in the chat. They're, they're in here listening to, to our family trauma. And enjoying it. And they're not hitting that like button now. Hit that like button. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Knicks Fan TV Live presented by Manscaped. Knicks Fan TV Post Game Live presented by Manscaped. Shout out to Dave G. Let's get those likes up, man. The Simsulation, as my guy Jay Cal says. Yeah, Sims Sims can't come out of that rotation. That That's for sure. He cannot come out of that rotation. Uh, Alice, let's just jump into some play ratings real quick, man. Play ratings presented by KnicksFanTV.com. Start off with Julius, man. How'd you think about Julius tonight? Given a, I'm giving Julius an eight out of ten rating today. Mm. Thought he had a good, okay. Thought he had a good game. Thought it was solid. Rebounding was critical. Yeah, uh, that's <laughs> you know, eleven boards. You can't, you can't not recognize that. Twenty five points. 
taking advantage of the mismatches. Sure, he had some questionable plays, but I'm going to give him an 8 out of 10 tonight just because, look, he was a catalyst for what we, what we wanted to do. He got it going early in the game. I like, what he, I like what he did. He got to the line, hit five out of his six free throws. I thought he was he shot, even though he went two for six uh, from three, I thought that was good just trying to stretch out the, the defense. But, yeah. hey, I thought Julius played really well tonight. Got to give him eight out of ten. I'll give him an eight as well. What do you guys think in the chat, man? What, what would you rate Julius tonight, one to ten on, on, on a scale? We're doing play ratings presented by KnicksFanTV.com. I'll give him an eight as well, especially I, I like the way he was working in that second quarter, uh, just really just abusing these guys. They had no answer for him on, on the one-on-ones and, and, and just attacking the basket. You know, as you said, two for six from downtown, but he, I thought he took pretty good shots from there. But most of yes. his work came from within the arc where he should be operating a lot of the times especially when he has size advantages over guys a lot of the times, especially playing the four. Um, so I, I, th- I thought he was, was pretty good there. And plus on the boards, when we needed it, he, he got on there. And, and I think he did knock down a, a three late in that game as well to, to really close mm-hmm. it. So I thought Julius was solid all the way around, man. 25 points, 11 boards, bounced back after a lousy game last night to finish off the road trip. Body language be damned. I'll give Julius an eight. How about uh, how about RJ? How about RJ, man? 25 points for RJ, 10 of 16 from the field, eight rebounds. What do you think about RJ tonight? We'll give him a seven and a half tonight just because of the six turnovers. He can't be having six turnovers. I thought on the fourth quarter he was a little, we talked about he was a little shaky, didn't know what to do uh, playmaking-wise, but look, 25 points, solid bounce back game. 10 for 16, talk about efficiency, 3 for 4 from 3, yeah. 8 rebounds as well. He was critical to the rebounding uh, spe- uh, special that the Knicks put on tonight. I thought he did a really good job, but it really comes down to turnovers, man. You can't give teams other opportunities to score on you, so I'm going to knock off a half a point and give him a 7.5 out of 10 for tonight. I give him a 7.5 as well. I give him a 7.5, and, um, and, and it really is because of the turnovers. Early and then a couple late. He had a couple bad ones back-to-back in the third quarter where he needed him to make quicker decisions with the ball. A couple of those two ended in in shot clock violations, one on RJ, one in Obi's hands. And both of those, RJ should have made a quicker play. He got called for traveling a couple times in this game. Offensive foul as well. So just overall, again, decision-making just wasn't crisp. I thought he was pressing early in the game, even though he was scoring. I thought he was a little too overzealous at some points. Needed to be a bit more under control. But on the flip side, good for him to get a bounce back shooting night when he desperately needed it. Uh, 10 of 16 from the field, 3 of 4 from downtown, as you said. Eight rebounds, which is good, which is where he should be. He should be getting 6 to 8 every night. I believe on yep. the assist side, he should be getting a lot more opportunities. Yes. It's not just about barreling down the middle and, and trying to force up a shot in the paint. That's why his paint percentages are also so low. Look to make a play mm-hmm. because obviously when when you, when he's going into that paint, there's at least two or three guys drawing drawing attention. He's drawing that attention. Swing that ball. They know it. They, they know it. They run the pistol action. He gets it. He's going. He's ready to hook right in mm-hmm. and, and attack going right down the middle of the lane. And it's it's just it's just obvious at this point what he's about to do next. So. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought up the play, playmaking. I'd like to see him do a little bit more of that. Just look for guys. Like, you see Grimes do it. You see dump-off passes. Guys are cutting in. Just look for some of your centers. Just throw up the lob, like how you found Jericho Sims today. Stuff like that really makes an impact. But then defensively, I thought he was stuttering his feet a lot. I didn't think he was getting in great position. 
Maybe he was just trying to focus more on the offensive side tonight, but still defensively got to get some balance, got to make sure you're in front of the guy and not just, you know, hacking and whacking from uh, while you're trying to like make up for, for losing a step. So uh, that's, that's why I guess a seven and a half for me, but look, good bounce back game. That's what I like to see, man. Yeah, no, no question about it. Um, How about IQ, man? 18 points off the bench, six mm. of eight from the field, four or five from downtown, four assists for quick. Plus 11 on the night. What do you think about quickly tonight, man? Given quickly an eight, man. Very impactful yeah. tonight. You needed that type of scoring. Great bounce back game. He was a sniper. That's what we needed. That's what we need IQ yeah. to be, man. The profile is that he's a good three-point shooter. Four for five tonight. Hit both of his free throws. Got you four assists as well. Some solid playmaking. Three rebounds for being a, for being a combo guard. I thought Quick was really good tonight. This is the type of this is the this is the performance that we need on a consistent basis from Emmanuel quickly to be a competitive team tonight. Like RJ bounces back from a, a struggling shooting night, and his defense, man, you can't we cannot we cannot not acknowledge his defense because when you had McBride, Bryant, and him out there, you just see them just attacking the passing lanes, looking for one another. Once someone got out in transition. It's just they're they're just ball hawks, man. They're just yeah. ball hawks when they're when they're looking to play defense and whether it's on ball trailing from the pick and roll, anything of that nature. Quickly's just so good when it comes to that, and we know he can do everything else. It's just getting that shot going. But tonight gets an eight out of ten for me for 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 shooting so well. There's a point where he was go- he had twelve points in twelve minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go eight and a half. For quick. I'm going eight and a half, man, because I think especially with no Rose out there, his scoring is going to be very important to the second unit, right? You're going to have your big three as your starters. We'll see what Grimes can give you, but quickly has to lead that bench on a nightly basis, especially with no Rose there. He's got to lead that bench and help score, but I thought he played solid on both ends. His decision-making was good. His shot selection, I thought, was, was mostly good. I thought his shot selection was mostly good. And he was very decisive out there. As, as Again, I point to that play in the fourth quarter. Knocks down the three. Comes back on the other end, trying to draw a position on, on, um, on, on Lou Dort. Draws a key offensive foul. That was a big spot for quickly. Those were winning plays, in my opinion. And I thought, he, I thought he was just been solid, man. And again, when he needed it the most to have a bounce-back shooting night, he got it. So I'm, I'm going to go eight and a half for quick. 18 points, three or four, four or five from downtown, six of eight from the field, two or two from the stripe, and, and four assists to go with that. So good job overall by quick. I'm going to give him an eight and a half. Um, and let's wrap it up with Brunson, man. Well, what are you giving Brunson tonight? 34 points, nine dimes for the floor general, 14 and 20, one for six from downtown. Mm-hmm. This is a tough one. I don't know because. Mm-hmm. Try to hold up. With, I'm trying to figure out where, where, what direction I'll go with Jalen Brunson because I know we're talking about quality opponents that come yeah. out for ten. Although you have Shea Gilgis Alexander, who's been averaging over thirty points yeah. this season, man, dude's been electric. Difficult. I'm gonna go nine and a half for Jalen Brunson tonight. Mm, okay. Um, I'm gonna go nine and a half just because the, the Thunder are a good team. They're not in the play-in right now. Mm-hmm. They're they're not. They're still on the. They're still a fringe. Even though they beat the brakes off the Knicks at MSG, yeah, I, I liked it. It wasn't like it, other games where I gave uh, Brunson like a ten out of ten or a fifteen out of ten, where we, we went in overtime and he was really like just putting on a crazy, crazy performance. He put on performance tonight. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, 
I'm going nine and a half uh, just because I thought playmaking was on point. I thought his scoring was there. Like I mentioned earlier, he got you 23 points in the second half, which was desperately needed just because we needed guys just to, we just needed somebody who could figure out to get to their position, get their shots. And he was just so good in the mid range. He only missed, he, he didn't miss his first shot. Like I know until 2.45 left in the game. Mm-hmm. That is just an electric performance. 14 for 20 tonight, 34 points, five for six from a three for a line, one for six from downtown. That's where I'd like to see him get better. And he got you nine assists and one steal. You know, I think, you know, he's not going to be the greatest defender. He's going to give you his effort. He knows how to jump the passing lanes, depending on the night. Um, always give you a hundred percent on the defensive end. Three point shooting, though, I'd like to see a little bit better because we do need him to be able to draw his opponents out, right? You need to be a respectable three point shooter. One for six. I look for a little bit more improvement there, but nine and a half overall for Jalen Brunson. You know what, man? This is going to be my first 10 of the season, Woo! bro. Yeah, I'm giving him a 10, man. I'm just giving him a 10. I know quality you're of saying, opponent. So you're this is a quality opponent. I mean, they saying ran us out quality? of our own building just, just a week ago. This All was right. a revenge game. This was a revenge game. And he came up. He was a mid-range assassin today. But better yet, he was the closer. Because as we started the show, we talked about there were some key stretches, especially in that second half and, and late in the fourth quarter, when it was RJ running that second unit, things weren't looking so crisp. Tibbs gives McBride a quick hook, goes to Brunson early in the fourth. Not late, early yeah. now, 10 minutes, right? Because this th- that moment was key because that was the moment where the Knicks had to try to widen the gap before SGA gets back into the game and tries to start cooking. So that was a very important mark in the game. And Tibbs going to Brunson there, Brunson being the closer, being the floor general, making solid decisions for the team was a very important part of that game. And I thought, once again, man, it's just the fourth quarter. He's the most trustworthy person on this team, the most reliable on this team to go get you a bucket, to to get you a good decision. And he was great. He was great. Only two-pointer he missed was with five minutes left to go in the game. He was great, man. I got to give him a 10. 34 points, nine assists. Oh, right. I, I got to give him the 10. First 10 of the season, man. 14 and 20. There we have it. I just got to even it out, man. I gave him a 15 out of 10 earlier this year. I broke the risk scale. <laughs> yeah, so right, it's all right. got to even out. It's all yeah, got to right. even out for me. Yeah. yeah uh, I, that to me, it, it was a 10 performance revenge game after this team ran inside of our own building. Last game of the road trip and of a road trip that he's been, you know, solid all the way across the board. So uh, I, I'm going to give him the 10 tonight, man. I'll all give right. him the 10. All right. Great job by you, Al. Great job, by everybody in the chat. Um, I am Julito in the Discord. Let's go. I am Julito in the Discord. Yo, yo, yo. What's the word, man? Long time no speak. What's good, my dude? Yo, How you feeling? I'm excellent, CP. Good to hear from you, Alex, my guy. Long time. Yeah, I just can't What's consume on, so much Nick's. I can't consume too much Nick's content no more, man. I got my show. I, I can't give this team that much energy, so I haven't been calling in like that no more. But uh, always, always a supporter. You know that. Of course. Uh, I'm going to get straight to it. Um, people call every player they can possibly call. They, they, they call him him. Yeah. Jalen Brunson is actually him. The best point guard we've had in the garden since Walt Frazier and the best, best player we've had on his team since Carmelo Anthony. Stop calling everybody him unless they're doing what Jalen Brunson did tonight. Mm. That's number one. Number two, Julius Randle is exhausting to watch. Um, this is the thing. He could play well, and it seems he's just going to, 
he's just going to always do something to annoy us no matter what. Like, like how are you a sore winner? Like, it's, it's not, and this is the thing, it's not just the fact that he was a hater tonight. He was also a hater the other night when Cam Reddish was cooking in Utah. I actually tweeted out how much of a hater he was before he even did the walk-off on the court because it's not about being a body language expert. It's about the fact that he hasn't learned his lesson. He can't get it through his mind that energy is infectious in sports. Mm. It's deeper than just being the most talented team. Still there? My, my fault. Someone okay. called me. Okay. It's about not giving up on your teammates, mm-hmm. which I've seen him do countless times, especially in the last five minutes of the game. The game was winding down. He stopped crashing for the boards, stopped playing defense, and there was a moment where somebody, like, passed him the ball, and he kind of, like, passed it, like, lazily back, just like he wasn't interested in being in the game anymore. So mm-hmm. I tweeted that before he even walked off the court, because I don't look at walking off the court away like you like I said, it's a long West Coast trip. They ready to go home. It's about the fact that he doesn't realize you got to give the energy. Like, I love what Brunson said about RJ. You never know when he's up and down. You never know when he's having a good game, never know when he's having a bad game. He's he's even killed. And that is what works, and that's how you get through ruts. So shout out to RJ for getting through the rut. But Julius Randle, he got to go, man. I, been, I, I tried to chill on him early in the season because I'm like, yo, let's just – Watch him play and, and and then talk about what he gives us. But now he's just annoying me. He got to go. Um, and lastly, Evan Fournier and Dwight Howard is going to be the new Shaq and Kobe and Taiwan. <laughs> hey, Taiwan. Um, no, I, I appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. Until we meet again, KCDA, what up? Yo, it's Julito Salute, man. <laughs> you already know. He's at 40. He's going to Taiwan, fam. What they say? Dw- 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 Dwight dropped like 39 and 45 boards. Oof. Had a mighty have fallen, man. Had a mighty have fallen, bro. Sore winner. That is a new one. Yeah. I mean, look, man. Um, you know, I certainly have my days when when Julius isn't uh just isn't, you know, performing up to my expectations. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. I'm not so sure tonight I was they- like. I mean, look, that yeah, they, you know, they they didn't exactly put the game away. In in you know runaway fashion, he can certainly do more. But you know, I I don't know, man. My my thoughts on Julius. Say it again. No, I said I thought that was great. So when it was like something I never. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know the thing with Julius is just like, like I've always said, man. We we are capped with him as our one of our top players. And that's not a personal thing. That's just it's that's not saying he sucks. I think I think he's a talented player. I think he has talent. Um, but I just think this team is is gonna go nowhere fast with him being being one of the better players on the team. I mean, look, we talked about that with Anthony MSG. By the way, Anthony MSG, don't forget about that. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Good reminder. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, but no, I mean, we talked about with Anthony MSG on the last next weekly where you, we are capped with, with Randall on his team. He, he will, him being your top option, there, there's a ceiling. Yeah. We, and we've seen that ceiling. So it's nothing against Randall. There's a lot of players around that league, around the league in general, who are like that. It's why when you see the greats, when you see players like Giannis, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, there's not a lot of them in that stratosphere. That's just reality. That's just how it is. Julius Randle, 
talented player offensively. Absolutely. I thought he's improved his game from when he was down in New Orleans to now. Having a mid-range jumper like that, that wasn't really his thing. He's more of a guy that worked in the post. Now he's improved his game. So it is. those are just facts. But, hey, it's just, it's just funny because I think, yeah, like – there are not like we all have those moments where, come on, Julius, like why are you doing that? Why are you doing this? But I'm not gonna go down that road, man. It was yeah. a good night for Julius. It was a good I'll night, man. Down. It was a good night. But you mentioned something that uh, that I forgot to add, and and for the people that are watching right now, they're in for a treat because last week on weekly or the weekly that we did, the last weekly we did, Anthony MSG made a declaration, uh, made a promise to Knicks fans if they went. Three and two on the trip. Matter of fact, I'll let the people hear it for themselves. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Here's exactly what uh, Anthony said. Wayne Higgs, shout out to Wayne, man. Wayne came with us to, to our opening night um, uh, event and he used that 4040 as well. He says, relax, y'all. Knicks will go four and one on this road trip. Okay. Oh, hey, Wayne, feeling it, feeling the vibes. Where, where does Wayne live? Hey, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. If they go four and one, I will give him two tickets to a game. Hey, Wayne. Now, well, he's local. He, he's definitely local. So Wayne, you heard. He'll, you heard he'll the get. He'll, if, if, the, if the Knicks go four and one this trip, he got two tickets to the Hawks game. Okay. On seven. All right. So Wayne, if you're listening, man, hit up Anthony, man. He's a man four, of his. They got to go four and one though. Four and one on the road trip. I may even make an exception for three and two. But four okay. and one, you got two tickets to the two tickets to the Knicks Hawks game. They go four and one. All right. They, they, there you go, Wayne. So there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Anthony says, and he did hit me back. Three and two. So. We got to do a giveaway. Mm. We're going to do it the giveaway. Knicks versus Hawks giveaway. So make sure you guys keep it locked for that, uh, that announcement because it's going to come through. Shout out to Anthony MSG for, uh, for taking care of the fans, man. Definitely shout out to Anthony for taking care of the fans. Two tickets will be given away to the Knicks versus Hawks game. So shout out to Ant for being a man of his word. And uh, and the lucky fan is gonna go home with those tickets, man. So, shout out to that. Yeah, at first he did say four and one, keep, but then he said three and two, and he hit me up on it. He he did hit me up after they won the two. He said three and two, and shout out to Wayne Higgs for having confidence in his team. So, shout out to Ant, man. Shout out to Ant. Um, I want to shout out Al, everybody, all of our San Francisco. KFTV Road Warriors, man. We had it. We had a great time at, uh, at 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 our meetup at the Mission Rock Resort in San Francisco, man. We had about forty people come through. It was incredible. A great night um, of people connecting and just vibing with each other, man. It, it was really, really a, a great turnout and a much needed affair. So, looking forward to the next one. Shout out to J Cal for for rolling out the red carpet for us, man. Went to the game. We were right behind the Dubs bench. I was on ESPN. Man. People people caught me on ESPN crashing uh Steph Curry's uh post-game press what conference. That jumpsuit. Hold on. Oh yeah. That that oh yeah, the the track suit, a custom one-on-one. You know, I was I was going out to the Bay Area, man, and we were going to play the champs. I had to come out, out there, there that track suit, man. Yeah, I had to go out there with the one-on-one. You know what I'm saying? I got the tees and the hoodies. I had to go out there in the one-on-one. Jake Al said we damn near courtside, so I had to make sure that I was dappered up. You know what I mean? I had to throw on the penguin suit and, and just get it in and, and rep for the team. So 
Um, shout out to uh, to my Taylor on that one. I brought a lot of snapbacks for the the KFTV Road Warriors. A lot of people went home happy campers, even though we didn't get the win. It was it was a great atmosphere, man. And and like I said, I want to shout out to all the people that came through. Shout out to OGJ Walker, who's in the chat right now. Uh, Air Force veteran, retired Air Force veteran, moved to San Fran uh, from Vegas. And, uh, you know, we had a great time at Mission Rock Resort, man, just chopping it up with the OG from from New York, from New York, man. He's talking about his days playing at the Rucker and everything. Okay. And, okay. you know, just bottom line, man, it's, um, you know, we have from every city, we have Knicks fans there everywhere and they want to connect. They want to be closer to the team. They want to connect with people who, um, you know, root for their team. And so it was just a great, great atmosphere just just breaking bread with people from a lot of people transplant new yorkers and you know everybody just connected and vibe and it, it was just a great vibe man definitely a great vibe and here is the um the, the picture from the event my guy eugene in the mix we got jay cal the knicks chick we got jay walker in the background man we had a couple guys that uh were flight attendants for jet blue were on every single road trip on the trip they went for they went from utah to denver to san fran they went to phoenix last night and i'm pretty sure they were at okc tonight wow. so this is what we do man this is how we travel my guy drew esco in the front there drew esco another guy in the area who's always at the uh the san fran game man so it, it was okay. just all love man it, it was just all love and definitely shout out to everybody that came through we got to pick a new city, man. Shout out my guy, Daryl, as well. Daryl from Oakland uh, definitely took care of us Saturday night. Went out with him and, and uh, was vibing with him. So, yeah, shout out to everybody that came through. And we got to pick another city. We got to pick another city and keep this going. Maybe we'll do Boston now. You know? Ooh, let's go. Knicks fans show out of Boston, man. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll Boston. do Boston, you know. Um, maybe that, that, would, that would have to be, you know, we show out well out there. You know what I mean? Oh, we do. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of Knicks fans out here. Yeah. There's a lot of Knicks fans that live out here. There's a lot of Knicks fans that travel just to go watch. Yes. It's a great time. It's a great time. Absolutely, man. Well, you know, we got to do Boston. Uh, we, we've done L.A. We've done Miami. We've done Atlanta. And and we actually got to keep going, man. We, we just got to keep it going. Matter of fact, speaking of Atlanta, my guy Eugene, and for the people that are watching on the video, my guy Eugene, he's on the far left of this picture to the left of J. Cal. The, the way I met Eugene was in Atlanta. Me and Lash, who's in the chat, my cousin, we, we came down there for the Atlanta meetup for the playoffs. Eugene flew out there. I never met him before. He was a fan of the show. Flew out there from San Fran to Atlanta to come to the game and, and vibe out with us at the event. And we've been cool ever since, man. We've been building and bonding ever since. That's tough. And yeah, that that's just how it works, man. That that's just how it works, man. That's you meet what the people show's all the way. about, man. That's what the show's all about, man. So when people ask me, you know, are you still rooting for the Knicks or garbage, blah, blah, blah. Well, what we do here is a lot bigger than wins and losses. I tell people that all the time. It's bigger than the team. We build community and the content is just a is just a byproduct. You know, it's a community that we're building, man. Whether it's here. Twitter, the Discord, Instagram, you name it. We're vibing, man, from all over the world. Mm -hmm. You know, we're vibing for all over the world. So, like I said, it's just a beautiful thing, man. 
and, and we're just gonna keep keep this thing evolving and keep it going shout out to paul collins man 50 dollars super chat he says bay area meetup was dope met a lot of chill people thanks for setting that up cp let's do it again next year so paul collins was there yeah it was it was absolutely electric man absolutely electric uh let me shout out the rest of the super chats that have come in shout out to let's go super chats we got paul collins m tabs says rose doesn't even get to lead the bench cp australian super chat uh ari sends a two dollar super chat he says bonjour max bonjour so ooh, so we're getting a little static we're getting a little static between the toxic boys and max from from the bronx okay shout out to Gamba, Gamba the Bart says, I heart offers little defensively. Offensively should be the Joakim Noah as a facilitator. Sims is both on their heels, is on both their heels. Ryan Animal Chuck D, man, throw a PE in the chat. He says, I felt confident we were going to grab this game. I felt Grimes heightens out team IQ. Brunson is even greater when our players lock into their roles. In my opinion, RJ should be a Draymond instead of just a scorer. Shout out to Marlon Small. He says, Brunson has won about four games this season so far. Where would we be if RJ and Randall could consistently make shots like Brunson? Oh, he'd be a much Ooh. better team. Shout out to Kate Thomas. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> yeah, he'd be a much better team, man. Shout out to Kate Thomas. Um, this was from yesterday's game. He says, 8 for 26, quickly RJ and Randall. Um, and shout out to Steve Verner for the $20 super chat as well. All right, man. Great, great show, Al. Uh, see you guys tomorrow for Knicks Weekly. We'll get it in. Great show as usual. Uh, King Matthew says, would y'all do a Washington, D.C. meetup? Yeah, for sure. Definitely, man. Definitely. The quiz says, CP, no more glasses. Now, nah, you know what? The glasses was just kind of like a temporary thing, man. I was, I was going through a little thing. I was, I was having some vision issues. But, um, you know, I bounced back. I haven't really needed them. I'm reading the super chats clear yeah man al you don't know about that man you, you're not at the age man you're still a young buck man you're still a young whippersnapper man when you get to my age man <laughs> sometimes you know, i know i'm getting you for i know i'm getting you for your birthday next year <laughs> go get you a life alert man i'm gonna get you a life alert because i know look when cardiac nicks comes around man if no one's around and you fall I'm you gotta press that button i'm telling you man I'm telling you, when you get to my age, man, sometimes things don't turn on like they used to, man. Sometimes you, you gotta like, you know, <laughs> you gotta plug and unplug. You gotta stretch. Yeah, it just happens that way. Man, man. got wasted. It's not telling anybody. <laughs> yeah, some, sometimes, man. Sometimes the car won't start. Like you know, sometimes you just gotta. <laughs> that's how it goes, man. You still a young buck, man. Oh, you, you ain't brother. there yet. You ain't there yet. You know, your hangovers don't hit the same. It's, it's, I'm telling you, man. You gotta be careful out there, man. You gotta be appreciate careful. It, appreciate there. it. Thanks, thanks for all the the, the wise wisdom. Yeah, listen, <laughs> man. Uh, <laughs> that's just how it goes, man. But anyway, good show, everybody. Good show, Chuck, TM. Good show, Lash, man. Keith and Claire, John, Talento, all the mods, JJ. Good show, Ari, Mr. Dones, everybody, man. Um, uh, remember that the show's available in audio podcast format, man. All the major podcast formats. So if you don't get it in video, you can always catch it on the podcast. Family, shout out to the Replay Gang, who do catch it on video after we go live. And remember, go to manscaped.com and enter promo code KFTV for 20% off plus free shipping. Oh, another story from, from my San Francisco uh, tales, Al. Keep them rolling. Keep them rolling. So, so guess who 
let me let me pause this. So so I'm on a I'm on a hike. I'm on a nature walk. Um at, at in San Fran, Mere Woods. And I'm walking in the front, right in the front of the thing. Mm-hmm. Who do I see over to my left? But Jesse Itzler, the creator Ooh. of Go New York, Go New York, Go. Small world, isn't it? Isn't it crazy how things world. work? You know what I'm saying? That is crazy. And how do you feel we end tonight with this song? Ran into Jesse Itzler, bro, of all people. The creator of, of the song went on to do many great things in his life, including the creator of Marquee Jet, Zoko Coconut Water, and um, and does a lot of motivational speaking right now, best-selling author as well. Long Island guy, man. Long Island's finest was just was just there with his family, bro. Is he, does he still live out Long Island? Or is he living out in Cali now? I, I don't know. I don't even know. I, he was with his family, so I wasn't really trying to chop it up too heavy. You know what I mean? Okay, like, okay. guys like that, like, you know, you got to respect their time, and hey, he's having family time, but I just want to shout him out real quick because this is our song, man. We still we still represent this song. It's a great song. It's a great song. So, um, yeah. No, it was just crazy, just a small world. That's like awesome, of anywhere in the That's world, awesome. you know, you run into that guy, man, and, and it's just funny. Um, so yeah, shout out to Jesse Itzler and shout out to J Cal one more time, man. We had a great time on Friday. Uh, uh, J Cal rolling out the red carpet for us, man. Had a great meal at Miller and Lux. Shout out to celebrity chef Tyler Florence. Cooked us up a dope meal, you know, to get over a tough loss. And uh, yeah, man, went to went to the Redwoods. Went to Mere Woods, rather. And, um, and yo, yo, I was running into the Knicks fans every single place I went to, even after Friday. Even after <laughs> Friday. I left. I went to um, I went to Sausalito, and I was on a ferry headed back to San Fran. The guy's sitting there with a Knicks hat on. He's like, bro, I love your show. From Houston. Wow. From New York. Lived in Houston. Went to the game. Didn't come to the meetup. Had no idea the meetup was even going on. Randomly. That's the worldwide effect. That's, That's the worldwide effect of Knicks Fan TV, man. I was at um I was at Napa. I was at a random winery in Napa yesterday. There's maybe like ten people there. Guy comes up to me. He's a Knicks fan. Knicks fan TV fan. He's like, yo, man, love the show. Boom, boom, boom. He didn't come for the game. He came a day after that. But yo, we worldwide, man. We, we are we are worldwide, man. So definitely had a great trip and uh, looking forward to the next one, man. So we'll see you guys tomorrow for Knicks Weekly. CP and Alex, we out of here, man. Peace. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.